you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. In the past, promotions were often given out based on tenure or experience. Today, there are many factors, including someone's authority, reputation, and personal brand. And if you're not focusing on developing these things, you might be missing out. But don't worry, because we're going to address those in this session today. Hi, my name is Andy Storch. I'm your Summit host, and I'm excited to introduce our next legendary speaker. Mary Henderson is a personal branding specialist who helps coaches, consultants, and business owners build a brilliant brand and achieve more success. Mary is also the creator of the Authority 5.0 magazine and a new SaaS platform that measures your authority and brand. Mary, welcome. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Andy. I'm really excited as well. So it's great to see you. Yes, as always, you and I, I think, connected over LinkedIn a couple of years ago, been friends for a couple of years now and have interviewed each other and, and you know, featured and always looking to prop each other up. And I see you as the authority on personal branding, especially in the corporate space, uh, especially on LinkedIn. Uh, and this is something that you and I both know is really important, but tends to be undervalued, right? Uh, in the marketplace, especially by people in the corporate world. And so I'm excited to dive into that. And, and you say that authority, knowledge, wisdom are the new currency in yes. 2022. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, a- Andy, I think that we forget as human beings that, you know, we are, our, our legacy actually is made up of our knowledge, our wisdom, our experiences, and our skills combined. And I think that what we do is, for some reason, we believe that our skills and our strengths and our weaknesses are the only things that matter about us as a human being. Think about this for a moment. You know, our life experience has a lot of wisdom in there because what is wisdom? It's it's learned knowledge that's experienced, right? So that becomes my wisdom. Now, I don't have to be an entrepreneur to have that. Every human being possesses that. So you think about your corporate experience, for example, the last 20, 25 years, that is made up of a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom, a lot of skill set, passions, gifts. There's all. Uh, there's so much internal inventory that a human being possesses And there's a value to that. And that, for me, is the new currency. That's the currency that we should be looking at. And and in particularly in a digital world that we currently live in, the digital landscape, you know, it becomes even more apparent that you can see what's happening right now. There's a lot of people moving into the entrepreneur space and there's a lot of people in corporate that are becoming entrepreneurs. And that requires a different type of Um, attitude to ourselves. So I think that currency is not just a dollar, an actual piece of paper. It's what you possess, what you value, and what value you place on that, especially when you are going for those uh, bigger jobs. 
Yeah. And I know you and I have talked about this in the past and a lot of times, and the hot topic on this summit has been the great resignation and, you know, kind of what's going on in the world right now. And how do we take advantage of these opportunities and find our dream job uh, and go out and get that career, that job, or maybe start the business. Uh, And a lot of these are, are short term actions, but we've got a long career to think about and building that authority, building that brand, that reputation is like the foundation that I've found continues to build and helps you become more successful down the road, the more work you do on it now, right? Absolutely. And I think that we, we for some reason, we, we, we've been made to believe that a personal brand is this cliche. And fair enough, because a lot of people talk about it so loosely. And I think you've heard me say before, you know, and I'll say it again, you know, we actually can't build our brand. We can only define our brand. Mm-hmm. Other people build our brand, your work colleagues, your industry uh, um, uh, uh, colleagues, um, you, people on social media, people that follow you, that like you, know, like, trust you, all of those people that get a taste of who you are as uh, not just as a, a brand, but as a human being and all the things that you stand for, they're the ones that are advocating for you. They're the ones that are pushing for you. They're the ones that are pushing for your promotion. They're the ones that are talking about you positively or negatively out in the marketplace, in the industry, in your niche, amongst your uh, uh, team members. So we have to look at personal brand as a conscious uh, uh, way of seeing ourselves and what it is that we bring to the table, what it is that we want to be, what uh, we want to stand for, what it is that we want to be known for. So all of these little attributes are very, very important, regardless, as you say, whether you're an entrepreneur or whether you're a CEO, it actually doesn't matter. If you're a human being, as far as I'm concerned, we need to really think about how do we want to show up in this world? How do we want people to perceive us? How do we want people to feel about us? This is a very important one. You know, everyone's talking about emotional intelligence. Let's go to one part of EQ and talk about feelings. How do you want to feel about me? You know, I can tell you that after this interview, I want people to be able to see, wow, she's not 50 shades of gray. She's just all about, you know, giving it to you the way it is. That's how I want you to feel about me. You know, I'm consciously aware of how I'm building my brand. So we have to look at our brand like that. As you're saying that, I'm just thinking about my own experience, right? And and you and I, like I said, we've known each other for a couple of years. We don't talk that much. We follow each other on social media. We have this brand reputation with each other where we get on Zoom today to do this interview. And I think both of us just smiling, excited right away to talk to the other because we both have such a strong reputation with each other because we've built that. And you want other people to have that, that image of you. So like, Oh, I want to work with him or her. Like I promoting, you know, hiring makes, makes absolute sense. Right. I want to do that. So, and I was going to ask you, is personal brand a buzzword? Because I love talking about it, but I know it gets thrown around a lot. Uh, And you talked about the need for everyone to be thinking about this, you know, humans having a brand reputation, whether you're intentional about it or not. So how can, people, especially in the corporate space, be more intentional about developing that brand? I think it is a buzzword and it's a buzzword because most people talk about it so loosely. You know, people refer to personal brand that if you're on LinkedIn, you're building your personal brand. If you're on Instagram, you become an influencer. So there's different terminology. Um, 
The thing is that if a personal brand can't be commercialized, it's just another shiny object. This is a very important distinction. And, you know, that that's my passion. You know, for if I can't commercialize a human being, well, I'm just like everybody else. And, and that's, and, and it's a very hard, uh, it, uh, commercializing a personal brand is very difficult because it has, a, it requires a very specific infrastructure around it. So it is a buzzword from the standpoint of how people are actually uh, selling the idea of a personal brand, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you can become an authority and you can influence and, you know, you'll get clients and all of this shenanigans. And it's actually not the truth. You know, Mm -hmm. the reality is, as you know, Andy, and I know that, you know, when you're defining and you're building your brand currency, okay, Mm -hmm. very different language here. That requires a lot of effort. And the reason it takes a lot of effort is because two key words here, you have to be strategic and deliberate, very important key words. And if you're not strategic and deliberate, you can't build your brand currency and you cannot grow your social currency. Both of these things are very interlinked. What sits behind a personal brand is not Mary showing up on LinkedIn every day or Andy showing up on LinkedIn. Even this summit, it's none of that. It's actually how you have already decided as a human being how you want to be seen outside in. You've already decided as a human being, these are the people that I want to talk to or I want to be known within these circles. You've already decided your promise. This is the thing that I can absolutely promise. In other words, my solution can solve these problems. So so when you look at your personal brand as no different to a corporate brand, you're going to start to think a little bit different. You look at Apple, Apple doesn't sit there and go, let's just go and do some random stuff on LinkedIn today, you know, just for the sake of doing it. Seriously, do you actually think that they're spending billions of dollars on protecting that brand persona? They're spending billions of dollars protecting what the brand stands for, you know, how the words that people use to describe that brand. Mm -hmm. So we have to be that granular if you're going to take your brand seriously. And Apple has by far the strongest brand in the world, I think, stronger than anything else out there. Absolutely. And we can learn a lot from that prescriptive approach, right? And just because uh-huh. of the brand they've created, people get a lot more excited about their products than the competitor. You go to their store anytime and it's, it's a madhouse, right? And you want people to be excited to talk to you. Now, you know, I think part of building a personal brand, right, is you mentioned this, it's how you show up and how you interact with other yep. people at work, right? You can also do things to establish yourself as an authority in your space. But I think even thinking about that idea of oh, becoming an authority can be really intimidating to a lot of people. But you say becoming an authority in your area of specialization is not as hard as you think, and it really has nothing to do with, with social media as well. So t- tell me more about that. Well, the thing is, Andy, I think this is where we, you know, if we take a step back and you, you you have seen this and many people have seen this, if you go to LinkedIn, you know, and you see people in your feed or people that follow you or people that are active, you know, and what I see a lot of the times is their title, profile title changes all the time. One minute, they're a life coach. The next minute, they're a mindset coach. The week after, they're a coach to CEOs. So which one are you? So I think that what we have to do is, you know, we, we need to get to this place of um, understanding, again, strategically and deliberately, 
this is what I do. This is who I serve. This is what I promise. That's it. That's my box. I'm not going to step out of that box. And what people do is they do want to step out of that box. Oh, that's the hot thing at the moment. I'll go there. Oh, but this week it's that. Maybe I should go there. So they they just continue to jump and trying to find the sweet spot where they can monetize that sweet spot. Okay, let's take a step back and reverse engineer this. Why on earth, why on earth? Would I want to go and serve an audience that I'm not, I don't understand that audience, nor can my knowledge, wisdom, and skills, my internal currency doesn't match that audience. It doesn't match what they want. I don't want to read three books and then pretend that I can solve those problems. So I can look like, you know, I'm smart or, you know, I've, I'm, I'm on edge or, you know, I'm etc. I don't want to be like that, you know, and, and I've got, you know, I want to look at my competitors. I think, you know, there's a space for everybody. And for me, you know, I'm very clear, for example, I'll use me as an example. I'm very clear on the people that I work with. If you haven't got 10,000 hours accumulated in your specialization, I actually can't work with you, Hmm. you know, but that's my line. That's my boundary, you know, and I want that boundary because then I attract the right people that I want to work with that I know that I can absolutely without a shadow of a doubt help, which is why my success rate is so high. I'm clear on what that box looks like. Hmm. I don't want to be a little bit of everything, Andy. I just want to be a master of my craft. And so when you actually start thinking like that, your whole world becomes like that. Now, there's another there's another layer on top of that is that I want to mention, if I may. You know, one, one of the other things that a lot of people don't have in place and actually don't understand the power of is actually building a system over the top of all of that. Mm. So mm. when you are, when you want to become an authority, you have to be very clear, as I said, based on all those things that I just mentioned. But but to deliver on that is a different story, right? So you say, I'm, I can do this, I can help you do this, I can do, 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 do. But, the, but the, the second question is, but can I deliver an outcome-driven solution? Hmm. Very hmm. different. Not deliverables, outcome-driven. It yeah. has to be tangible. My client needs to see movement and something happening and transpiring every step of the way, not just the, not just once here and once there. It's a system that I've developed that I teach all my clients to develop so that's outcome-driven. So that if it's, if it's, not, if it's, if it's not outcome-driven, <clears throat> how do you speak to a client with absolute conviction, mm. absolute mm. conviction? How do you get on an interview and not have any notes and speak to your subject matter, that box, just that little box, which is exactly what I do. I just stick to this box. I don't divert. And that's why in your eyes, I'm the authority. Yeah, absolutely. You, you've set yourself up that way, right? With all of your yes. content, the interviews, all the work you're doing. Uh, my challenge is I tend to be in like seven boxes, but I built up enough expertise on those yeah. that I can go speak on them. Uh, and, and that's probably a challenge for a lot of people to get attracted to too many places. But if you, to your, to your point, like if you want to be seen as the authority in that space, it's about specializing, really going all in on that space, knowing your stuff, speaking with enough people, and then continuing to, whether you're creating content or meeting with people, having conversations so that, you know, enough times that people go, 
yeah, if I want to build a personal brand, like I know Mary is the expert, right? If I want to yeah. learn more about what's going on in talent development or career development, I'm going to Andy because he is the expert. I see him all over the place. He's got the book. That's right. Right. Um, and the root of authority, right, is author, right? So um, Correct. book, can, book Correct. can help with that as well. Um, you, you mentioned and, and I'm glad you mentioned, like, you don't have to necessarily be on social media. Obviously, you want to set up your profile in the right way and go engage with people. And we could probably go down that, that rabbit hole of talking about content and everything else. But um, I, I want to talk about um, for those who are thinking about starting a business, right? So we, I've heard more people than ever right now are leaving the workplace, um, thinking about starting their own business, getting into consulting, right? It seems like there's so many opportunities out there. I know you see a lot of people doing this as well. Yeah. You shared a stat with me before we started recording. Uh, I'm curious, what are you seeing? And are you rooting for people? Are you, I mean, you, you, I heard you say before that you want people to kind of proceed with caution on this. You know, Andy, first of all, I want to say I'm so excited about that. I really, really am. I'm excited because, you know, my absolute stance in life is to actually show people that you already have currency. Everything you need is inside mm. of you. You just don't know how to pull it out. So I get so excited when I meet somebody, they're like, Mary, I want to transition. But are, you're absolutely right. I, so there's two sides of the coin. I am excited, but I'm also very cautious. And those people that work with me that are still in corporate, what I say is this, build your contingency plan first. You must be very, very smart. Again, those two key words, strategic and deliberate in how you do this. So if you can afford to invest in, in creating that, uh, that contingency plan, do that first. And then once you've got that in place, then you have an asset you don't just have a shiny object and your LinkedIn profile's updated. You actually are building assets along the way. So when that day comes, you now have a choice. Or if you lose your job, you've got a fallback plan. But I am a very cautious person in the way that I approach this. So I want to give you an example, if I can, of one of my clients. Mm -hmm. So she is a digital transformation guru and she's just done she's been a project lead on a massive uh, project rollout on a global scale she's been the lead on that so when we started working together which was a year ago um, she went in all different directions and then we realized that no 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 you just got to stick to this digital transformation because that's what you can do inside out stick to that box don't divert so we built an entire uh, solution around that and a system and so then we so that I could see that she was becoming in more demand and then we had this discussion and I said you know what you have to now create yourself as a brand internally in that business so that if you do decide to leave, they could potentially become your client, okay? You could have a massive international Fortune 500 client as your first client who would be willing to pay you consulting fees. So you, we got to play this card really, really, really strategically. So lo and behold, um, last week, she was in a position. She said, I'm ready to resign. I'm really ready. She's got other opportunities. Other people want to have been asking to work with her. These are just external um, private uh, opportunities. So she resigned. And what happened is that they offered her a consultancy role two days a week. Mm. So she's making the same income 
working two days a week than what she was doing 60 days, 60 hours a week. So, so I'm all for it only if you're strategic and deliberate because it's not easy, Andy. Well, you know that, you know, being in the, an entrepreneur and being a solopreneur, whatever label you want to give it, you know, is not easy. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It is an absolute daily investment in time, resources, money. You know, you're constantly, you know, changing content. You're creating a lot of content, you know, lots of interviews, you know, you're trying to build that currency so that you are seen as the the go-to expert. So it's not difficult to build an authority, nor is it difficult to actually transition from a C-suite role or a senior management role into a coach or a consultant. All of this is 100% doable. It's just that I'm a pragmatic person and I like to be cautious and do things in in micro steps Mm. so that People are not vulnerable. It's because it's actually not necessary to leave your job and actually, you know, build that contingency. You can stay in your job, build the contingency, and then leave. Yeah, you know, start by building on the side, build the contingency. I find that when people talk about starting, you know, their own business, they always, uh, and I love optimism. I'm a very optimistic guy, but it yes, always yes. goes better in their plans. Like, yes. oh, this is, I'm going to leave. And with 18 months, I'm making twice as much money as I was before. And it almost never goes as planned, right? You and I have both no. been down this road. Um, there's plenty of challenges. It's not as easy as people think. Uh, and you've got to have that contingency plan, or at least the patience to know that you can work this through. And if you invest in yourself, get a coach or join a program, whatever it may be, it probably will help accelerate um, that success. Another thing I wanted to ask you about that is related to this, because it especially afflicts those of us who are, we'll say, digital entrepreneurs who are running personal brand businesses, um, is the challenge of comparison, right? So uh, the other day, uh, this uh, woman uh, actually down your way in Australia in a, similar, in a group that I'm in reached out to me on LinkedIn and said, I, I see what you're doing. Your profile is so impressive. You seem very successful. And my response was, everybody looks successful in their LinkedIn profile. Like you don't know how much money I'm making. Right. Um, but it's the truth. You look around and everybody on social media, especially in your in digital marketing uh, looks very successful. And it's, it's easy sometimes to get caught up with comparison. Why are they doing better than me? And I feel like it causes a lot of anxiety and I'm sure your clients deal with this as well. So how do you help people deal with this? Well, this comes back to, you know, authenticity, doesn't it? You know, and this is why I'm so passionate about only focusing on the individual's knowledge, wisdom and skill set. You know, it's not about what you, who you want to be like. It's what do I already have? And we have to actually go back to that idea of, Everything that you need is inside yourself, right? That's why, you know, you, the, the mystery schools in Greece, you know, had no, man know thyself. Like li- mm. literally we've got to know ourselves. And so, um, so when, you, when you arrive at that destination where you can see that what you already possess has currency, why on earth would you be competing, okay? So, for example, Andy, I you know, what I do, I can't compare it with somebody else because nobody can do it like I can do it. What you do, nobody can compare it like the way you do it. You Mm -hmm. might all be competitors, but the way Andy delivers it and the way that Andy packages it and the outcomes that Andy can deliver are different to John Smith's. Very, very different. So what are we comparing with? Am I comparing my vanity metrics? Am I comparing my followers? 
what is it that I'm comparing with? Because to your point, no one knows how much money I have in my bank account. So yes. then what are you comparing with? Okay, most people don't know what car I drive. So what are you comparing with? What my home is, how many bedrooms? Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's all smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what we're comparing with is this uh, idea of a lifestyle that that person is portraying on social media, which most of the time is fake anyway. I can't tell you how many people that have actually reached out to Mary. These are the influencers on LinkedIn that have got four, 500,000 followers, mind you, that get the 2,000 likes, that reach out to me. And the most common problem that they have, and when I say most, they have 99% of them, they, they are not monetizing those vanity metrics, okay? They are living on the poverty line. They're not making money. They look famous, yeah. but they're, yeah. they don't have the income that a famous person has. So, so, and that's why, you know, I, don't, I just turn a blind eye to all of that. What we need to do is we need to grow up and become adults, That's really what we need to do. Look in the mirror and say, what is it that I can absolutely do without a shadow of a doubt? What can I do with ease and grace? What is it that I can do where I can help a business or a person solve a complex problem? When we start thinking like that, I don't really care about all of my competitors. I've got that many competitors in the personal branding space, but but nobody can commercialize personal brands like I can. I know that for sure. You know, because I always get those people that go somewhere else and go, I I'm I'm I've got these shiny colors. I don't know what to do with it. I'm not making money. I'm not commercializing. So 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 how do I compare myself with all of those people that have a title of personal brand? Care factor zero. All I care about is making my system better, my system more accurate so that I can deliver on results, Andy. That's my driver. And we have to actually be very clear on that. What is your driver for actually doing this? And I ask this question all the time. And people are like, I know what, I know my driver. No, you actually don't know your driver. Because for me, if I can't deliver success for my client, that's my driver. Like that keeps me up at night. You know, I will do anything and everything for that client to win that deal because that's my driver. That's what my brand is, you know, is it relies on. My brand relies on the success of my clients. So I think that we have to look at our competition with a grain of salt. We know that they're there, but I don't want to be like them. I love being Mary. That's it. Yeah. And most of the time, they're not competition. I'm a big fan of, of collaboration over competition, yes. uh, rooting for everyone. Like you said, we all do things differently. We do things in our own way. We focus on our, ourselves and our own yes. success and what we're doing. We don't need to worry about others. And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes for them anyway, right? There could be all kinds of other challenges. You said, uh-huh. getting tons of likes and followers, but not making any money, right? Or uh, if you're in the workplace, that person that seems like they have it all figured out at work, you have no idea what's going on at home. Uh, so we just got to really focus on ourselves and, and keep getting better day by day. And that is what success is all about. Uh, Mary, I have so many other things I want to ask you about, but we are out of time. We got to wrap things up. Um, for people watching, listening, who want to get in touch with you, find out more about the work that you're doing, maybe work with you, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, well, of course, LinkedIn at Mary Henderson Coaching with a pink circle around my face, um, or just send me an email, mary at maryhendersoncoaching.com, or just go to my website, maryhendersoncoaching.com. And, and one more question for you. When you think about this career space 
and how uh, building a personal brand can really help people move up, get that promotion, find more success. What's one more piece of advice you would give to people to, to get started in building that brand? I always give people the same advice. Really be clear on the one specialization you want to be known for and stick to that and and create noise around that. Get involved in industry journals, get yourself on podcasts, you know, become the go-to person internally in your organization for that one thing that you know that you can solve and start from there and build on that as your currency. I agree 100%. Uh, Mary, this has been phenomenal. We've covered so much ground in this conversation. We talked about why authority knowledge and wisdom is the new currency, why wisdom is learned knowledge that is experience. We talked about why personal brand has become cliche, but it's still incredibly important, um, why we can't build our brand. We can only define our brand and let other people build our brand for us. Uh, If you're human, you have a brand and need to think about how we show up in the world, why personal brand is a buzzword, a personal brand we talked about becoming a passion, um, commercializing a human is very complicated. You talked about that. Uh, the reality is when you're defining your brand currency, that requires a lot of effort. Uh, why we need to get granular with our brand, how to become an authority and why it's easier than you think. And you may not even need social media for that. Um, the need to accumulate a lot of hours really getting deep on your specialization and really knowledgeable so you can become an authority in your space. Um, focusing on delivering an outcome-driven solution, how to build your personal brand business. Um, And we talked about building your contingency plan if you are going out on your own. And then finally, we talked about how to deal with comparison, really focus on ourselves and our own action plan. So much value here. I really want to thank you again, Mary, for coming on and, and sharing with us. And for those of you watching, listening at home, thank you again for being here. I took hope you took a lot of notes. I obviously took a lot of notes. Uh, I want to make sure that you get some value from this. So write down, what are those one or two key takeaways? What's that thing that you're going to do? Are you going to get clear on your specialization, on that thing that you want to be known for and start to make a plan to build your authority in that space. And of course, if you want more help, you know, Mary is around and we have some resources for you as well. Uh, And uh, thanks again for being here. We'll see you on the next session.